this is Erica, and you're listening to Mommy Needs to Eat Too, empowering bad bitches from all walks of life. At the top of the show, I just want to let you know I do have a Patreon in case you're interested in exclusive content. Also, you will be able to ask me one question every six months, and when I start having guests on the show, you can even ask a question of one of my guests. I want to let you know that any product or any service I mention in this episode is not sponsored. I don't receive any sort of commission for mentioning it. Now, without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. So this week, I want to try something a little bit different for our fun facts segment. Instead of having it uh, just in one segment right in the middle of the show, I'm going to try and sprinkle little fun facts throughout the episode. So hop online, let me know what you think. If you prefer it the old way, that's fine. I want to know what works better for everybody. In honor of Veterans Day, I just want to say a big thank you to all of our servicemen and women. You are very, very appreciated. And I want to give a very special thank you to my father, who served in the United States Air Force. Words can never express how proud of you I am, and I love you. And in honor of Veterans Day, I wanted to record a very special story that I know is one of your absolute favorites, and it's like it was meant to be because last week when we were talking, you brought that story up without even knowing that the day before I had already recorded it just to have, um, like, as a backlog for my, my podcast episodes. So, but first, I have a very, very special guest this week. My younger brother, Brandon, will be joining us. Um, here's a little little snippet of what he had to say about our dad. Enjoy. Yeah, um, so as you probably remember for the longest time, I like wanted to join the military. Like that's all mm-hmm. I wanted. Um, and that was because of dad. Like mm-hmm. uh, I always, I've always looked up to dad a lot and he, he was a heroic figure for me um, mm-hmm. growing Absolutely up. Absolutely same. My dad was dad was almost an idol to me growing up. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's pretty typical between fathers or sons and their fathers. Unless their dad's an asshole, then it's not. Well, I say I don't feel like the boy feels that way mm. about me. Like, well, I you're don't. an asshole. So <laughs> okay. fair enough. I mean, you are kind uh, of an asshole, but not in the way that I meant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just anyway. don't. I don't. I don't know. There are times, but then uh, dad always says that he reminds me of. He reminds him of me. I don't know. I just, I remember a lot of little things. Um, Cause dad was obviously in the military and was like, dad, dad was kind of a badass, like, you yeah. know? And like, that's one of the things I, I do remember about dad. And to, to this day, dad is still a fucking badass to me. Oh, like, absolutely. That, that man is a bad motherfucker. Okay. Like fucking he's not right. a badass. That man's a bad motherfucker. Like, yeah. He had the opportunity to join special forces while he was in the military. Like, and like, I didn't know that probably could have done some, like even gone on. So it was like the, the security forces for uh, like their special forces. It was security forces, special forces, which are the Ravens. They're called the Ravens. And that's, can you tell us, tell us what the Ravens are? Uh, Yeah. would have been getting into. They uh, mostly do like SWAT like okay. they're kind of like the security forces SWAT. Gotcha. Um, but uh, yeah, but officially, you know, right? Like they're there's you know like SWAT basically. Um, okay. But like that's also a stepping stone to 
other special forces. So like for the Air Force, it would have been like the pararescue and the PJs. Like that would have been a good step to him becoming a PJ. And those guys, PJs, pararescuemen, are the guys that go in and like pull out like seals if they get stuck somewhere. Or like uh, force recon marines get stuck behind enemy lines. PJs go in and they're the ones that that pull them out and rescue them. Baddest of the bad. Arguably. Arguably, of course, of course. They're they're the baddest... They're the baddest. Yeah, I mean, well, that's what Dad always says too. Is he's like, no, they're the baddest motherfuckers around because every other bad motherfucker gets their Relies ass on saved <laughs> by this bad motherfucker. Like that's what they I, call that was my these theory. Are the, these are the bad motherfuckers that the other bad motherfuckers call when they can't get out of their shit that they're in. Like that makes you the baddest motherfucker. It's just science, okay? Like that's called the that's called the transitive property, kids. Like is it? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I don't think it is, but proceed. If if these guys, okay, these guys are you bad motherfuckers. So, <laughs> no, no, I want to scientifically prove, okay? So, these guys are bad motherfuckers, but mm-hmm. they can't get out of the situation. They need mm-hmm. these guys to come get them out. So, if they are rescuing bad motherfuckers, by the transitive property, they are also bad motherfuckers. I mean, and I'm not disagreeing with theoretically, you. Theoretically, they are property. badder motherfuckers. You're probably right. All apples are red. This is an apple, therefore it is red. That's that's the transfer yeah. property. So yeah. you're right. You're Anyhow. Right. I'm not using it correctly. Anyway, so Anyhow. um like he, he was like he was and is a bad motherfucker. Like mm-hmm. but he was also this the sweetest fucking man that I've ever met in my life. Right. It's like such a yin and yang with him. Yeah, <laughs> like um and like that's part of the reason that like I always was so close with with Brittany's dad was because her dad was also just the sweetest fucking man ever and like would do anything for you know would do anything mm-hmm. for you would do anything for anybody that it was within his power to help he would help them and like oh, that's, yeah. that's dad you know which is why oh, he's yeah. now a police officer like dad represents the good mm-hmm. that someone in the military that a uh, that a police officer is supposed to be i've always had a hard time measuring a lot of my own self-worth because dad's bar was so very high high. Mm -hmm. and not because he put it that high he was always happy he was you know dad never made me feel like i was subpar yeah Mm -hmm. like but you know subconsciously like i can look and see what he has done with his life and that's a man that's done a lot with his life and has mm-hmm. done a lot of good with his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, we're good people, um, mm-hmm. me and you. Oh yeah, uh, I think so for the most part. <laughs> a lot of that, you know, is thanks to dad and like my mom, you know, also obviously, obviously contributed, like, not, right? Right. But like, <laughs> but dad and just who he is as a person, um, as a man, mm-hmm. it's just it's hard not to be uh, a better person, like. It's so hard to fail him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I not because he is going to be disappointed in me, partially mm-hmm. because of that, but because I am going to be disappointed in myself that I couldn't live up to what he wanted me to do. You know? Right. Right. Like, that's that's the kind of man that he is. He's a, he's just, he's a leader. He's a natural born leader. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, Incidentally, yeah. I was just reading about his zodiac sign, which is Aries, and it says, uh, 
passionate, motivated, and confident leader who builds community with their cheerful disposition and relentless determination. Oh, that's yeah. pretty on the nose, honestly. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Granted, that could apply to a lot of people, but it sure. happens to apply to him. So, I mean, did I wrap that up? I, I don't remember. I think, I, think so. I wrapped it up with a, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, honestly, that's a lot of my shit. I have to edit out, like, so, yeah, and, like, it's, mm-hmm. it, audio editing is a pain in the ass. And you, yeah, like, you realize how much, like, just useless shit you say. Oh, boy, I, I'm so sorry, then, because... Boy, no, I, uh, it's fine. Took you down one there, huh? Do you no, want to? Re- do you want to return to that other pin now, or do you want to return to that other pin at another time? Um, is I mean, is there anything else you want to say about Dad, or any stories that you have before we go back to our pin? I feel like I summed up kind of everything that I. I know I didn't really tell the story. Uh, oh, I just kind of. I mean, I did, it was easier for me to just kind of say what who Dad is to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's fine by um, all means. Like I have and you related stories it that to I the military, so. Yeah, I, I have a lot of stories that I could tell, but like I don't know, mm-hmm. I just done nothing quite. No particular memory like resonates with me, like just mm-hmm. who he is to me, like yeah, the whole no, I get of that. all of those stories together, you know, the sum of all the parts. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's get into today's story time. Like I said, this is a very special story that I know, Dad, you're really gonna enjoy it. Here we go. So fun little tidbit, you can indeed gain weight in your fingers. And I know this because of personal experience. Back in high school, I was very, very skinny. I'm talking skin and bones. So when I ordered my class ring, I ordered a size that would fit a very, very skinny person. Naturally. Fun fact, the tradition of class rings originated with the class of 1835 at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. So again, we circle right back to Veterans Day. And a few years after high school, I started taking birth control. I got a job where I was sitting down, not moving around as much. And so I gained a good 20 or 30 pounds. And in this time, I had actually lost my class ring. Flash forward a few years. Miraculously, one morning, I found my class ring. Didn't even think about it, just shoved the thing right on my finger and went about my morning. I'm getting ready for work and I'm realizing it's a little snug, but I tend to be a little bit more swollen when I first wake up in the morning, so I chalked it up to that. I get to work and I'm just typing away. It's still pretty snug, so I I give it a little tug. The ring's not budging. And again, I think, well, it's still fairly early in the morning. I'm probably still a bit swollen. And that's, that's that. A few hours later, it looks like my finger has swollen up a little bit more. So I run to the bathroom and I run some cold water over it. It's not moving. I get some soap and I suds my finger up to see if that will help me out. And this ring is not budging. So I come out of the bathroom and I consort with my fellow tellers. And, you know, they, they say, hey, did you, you know, run cold water over it? Yes. Did you try soaping it up? Yes. Hold it up above your hold your hand up above your head and keep it elevated for a few minutes and see if that helps. Nothing, not a thing. So by the end of the day, I'm a little bit nervous because it's still not budging. My finger has swollen up a bit, and I just I want to get the damn thing off my finger. So I come home and I'm telling my mom and dad about what's going on, and my dad's looking at it. He says, "Well, let's you know let's try putting some ice on it." 
Okay. Holding it above your head. Okay. And then we'll see where we're at. Okay. We try all that. And my dad tries to tug it off my finger and it's just not budging. I mean, he is trying with all of his might to get this fucking ring off of my finger. And the ring is just not budging. So at this point, we look down at my hand. And let me tell you, I have very petite, small hands and fingers. I have very small bone structure. And we look down, and my finger is literally the same size as my father's. So this is where I'm starting to freak out just a little bit. And I'm thinking, okay, how are we going to get this damn thing off my finger? And my dad walks away. I overhear him saying to my mom something along the lines of, we need to get this off of her finger as soon as possible. Otherwise, there might be some permanent damage. Uh, what? Excuse me? So in this moment, I'm like full on panicking. Full on panic. I'm like, okay, how? we need to get this fucking thing off me. So my dad, being the fixer that he is, being the great father, he's like, hey, why don't I go out to the garage? I'll get my Dremel tool and I can just cut this thing off of you. And I'm like, yes, please. Thank you. Finally, we're getting somewhere. Fun fact, Dremel is actually the brand name of the tool. And all this time, I thought that Dremel was the type of tool that it is. The more you know. So he brings the Dremel tool inside and he says, okay, I'm going to put a fork, slide a fork underneath your ring in between your finger and the ring. That way, when it gets to the point that I make it through the ring, I don't cut your finger. A, I didn't even think about the possibility of getting my finger cut. And B, should I be concerned? But at this point, I'm just ready to get this damn thing off. So he wiggles the fork underneath my ring and against my finger. And he turns the Dremel on and starts cutting. And it seems logical, right? But here's the thing. Metal against metal gets really fucking hot. Hotter than Hades, my friend. So, picture this. Metal Dremel against metal class ring against metal fork against my precious little baby skin on my inner middle finger. I let out a blood-curdling scream. I thought the man had cut my fucking finger off. I'm sure he thought that he cut my fucking finger off. My mother came running because she heard me screaming because she thought that my father had cut my finger off. Thankfully, I am here to report I have all 10 fingers, but I'm left with a burn scar, even to this day, from this metal on metal on metal incident. So my dad's like, okay, I can put something else underneath there to protect your finger so I don't cut it. We can do something else. And I'm like, no, 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 we're, we're not, we're done with the Dremel. We are done with that thing. We are done. And even to this day, if I hear something that sounds like a Dremel, I have a little bit of flashbacks. So at this point, I'm wondering how in the hell we are going to get this ring off of my finger. And one of my parents has the idea that we should just go to the emergency room. Surely they'll know what to do. Because as my dad had said, if this goes on any longer, there is likely going to be permanent damage to my finger, and I'm not about that. So we get in the car and we go up to the ER. So I get into triage. The nurse is asking 
Have you tried putting your hand in cold water? Yes. Have you tried icing it? Yes. Have you tried soaping it up? Yes. Have you tried pulling it off? Yes. Have you tried holding it above your head? Yes. Like, bitch, do you think I'd be here if I hadn't already tried every possible thing? And so I just want to say now, I completely appreciate our healthcare workers. I don't mean to disparage them by any means. Just in this moment, the frustration that I felt was indescribable. This woman is asking me if I've done all these things, and I just thought, of course I have. Of course I have. But I guess they have to follow procedure and certain protocol, right? So this nurse says, okay, let me, let me just try to tug it off. And so she gives it a good yank and she realizes, okay, this is, this is futile. So she grabs a bucket of ice and water and fills it up and says, okay, let's try this. Stand here, put your hand in the ice water, and in a few minutes I'll come back and we'll try to pull it off again. Okay, whatever you say. So I put my hand in this ice cold water, full of ice, and I'm standing there. And my vision starts to go. I start to get that dizzy feeling, that lightheaded feeling. And I realize I'm going to pass out. Fun fact, the medical term for fainting is syncope. And I have passed out a few times before, so I know what it feels like. And I had to sit down so quickly so I didn't fall out. And I don't know if it was the pain that I was in. I don't know if it was the shock of the ice cold water. All I know is I had to sit down ASAP. And I did. So the nurse comes back in and she's looking and she, she realizes that the ice water has done absolutely nothing to take the swelling down in my finger. And she says, okay, we're going to have to cut the ring off. And I'm like, yes, this is what I've been saying from the very beginning. But what do I know? And so in telling me this, they let me know that they have a specific person who is the designated ring cutter. So a new nurse comes in and says, hey, bad news. Our designated ring cutter is he's not here tonight. So I'm going to try and cut it off myself. Okay, whatever. You know, I didn't realize that A, there needed to be anyone specific to cut off a ring or B, that it was a common enough occurrence that they had someone who specifically did that. So she comes in and sits down and starts trying to cut this ring off. And let me tell you, my class ring was very, very thick. It was bulky and it felt like she was burning my finger all over again. I guess the pressure of the device she was using was pushing the ring into my fresh burn on my precious little baby skin and it hurt like hell. So after a good 15, 20 minutes of her trying this, she had barely made a dent in the ring, and she's like, I can't do it. We're gonna have to call the fire department. And I'm like, oh my God, we are calling in the fire department to the ER because I have a fucking ring stuck on my finger. This is my life. This is unreal. This is like a fucking movie. So. Kudos to Granite City Fire Department. Your guys were so kind and considerate and sweet. No one complained about coming coming to cut a ring off some bitch's finger. And one of the guys was so nice. He was asking me, 
questions about my job and I had I was a teller at the time and so he was asking about you know what kind of loans do we offer he was looking for an auto loan you know just trying to keep my mind off of the pain and within five or ten minutes they had that thing cut off and it was like ah! it was miraculous to have that thing off my finger moral of the story you gain weight in your fingers if you've lost a ring don't shove that shit on gradually slide it on this sounds like something that i'm not meaning for it to sound like <laughs> but seriously i still am very very cautious when i'm trying on rings even to this day because i am terrified of getting another ring stuck on my finger all right and that brings us to this week's hashtag treat yourself segment and this week um talking about uh, rings and fingers and that sort of thing, I am going to recommend that you get or give yourself a manicure. Fun fact, manicures can be traced back to over 5,000 years ago in India. So I'm going to go through the steps, uh, and I'm sure most of you know this if you're going to give yourself an at-home manicure, but, you know, just for funsies. So first step is, I think, is optional, which is a soak. Um, that's more common in a pedicure than it would be in a manicure. But there's nothing wrong with soaking your hands for a little bit, getting them, getting your nail beds good and soft and ready for the next steps. And then from there, I would recommend a scrub. Um, let's think. I know OPI makes a really good hand scrub. I actually have a body scrub from Ulta right now that smells like lemon, and it's very nice. I mean, you know, there are all kinds of scrubs out there. There are from inexpensive all the way up to super bougie. Again, you don't have to spend a lot of money to treat yourself. All right. Third step would be to trim your nails. And then fourth step would be file them down. We don't need any sharp edges unless you're a vampire. The fifth step would be to buff. Now this, I feel like this step is often overlooked and you can get Again, a really inexpensive Revlon file, Revlon buffer, and they have like these four-sided ones. They have six-sided ones. Um, so the nail buffer that I currently have is made by Revlon. Um, it's got the two sides that are to file and shape your nails. It actually lists out the steps on these little sections. So you have even out, smooth, buff, and shine. Now, dudes, this is a step that you should never, ever overlook. There's nothing like having a good, shiny, smooth nail. The sixth step would be to do a cuticle trim. Now, I this is kind of a controversial one, I would say, because I know some professionals say that you should never trim or cut your cuticles because it's a part of your skin, but I do it. So what you want to do is get um, a good cuticle cream or I don't honestly I don't ever really use a cuticle cream but you can and then it kind of softens everything up you push them back with a special tool and from there you trim them with uh, another special tool again this is just an ex extra step that I like to do because my cuticles tend to get very overgrown and if you're going to do like a nail wrap you really want to have your cuticles pushed back now our seventh step would be a nail polish now fun fact Nail polish originated in China 
and it's traced back to about 3000 BCE. And of course, you want to do a base coat, typically a clear. Um, I have heard that if you do a white base coat, it will make your, uh, your nail polish color actually pop and appear brighter. I personally have not done it, so I can't speak to that. Then naturally you want to do your, your color or your glitter or, you know, whatever the hell you're going to do and do, I would say two to three coats and then finish off with a top coat. They do make sprays to help everything dry faster. Again, extra little things. Um, and dudes, don't be afraid of a little clear gloss. I mean, don't be afraid of a little clear polish. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, a good shiny nail looks very healthy. It makes you look taken care of. So there's no, absolutely nothing wrong with, hell, there's nothing wrong if you want to paint your fucking nails. I don't care. I, I have more power to you, in my opinion. I'm just saying for those cisgendered males who align themselves with heteronormative masculinity. Ooh, I think I said all the right things. Don't be afraid to just put a little clear polish on your nails. Fun fact. You shouldn't throw your nail polish away because the EPA considers it a household hazardous waste. So in all reality, we should be using, we should be tossing our unused nail polish bottles in a hazardous waste facility. All right. And then the eighth step, I would recommend a good lotion or more specifically a hand cream. Um, I have been using one by Crepe Erase and it's just, I, honestly, it's not anything special that I've noticed, so I'm not going to recommend it because it's really fucking expensive. And I got it on sale, so that helps me uh, reconcile that a little bit. But just get a good hand cream. And, and again, it doesn't have to be anything expensive. There are some really inexpensive hand creams that work wonders. And then finally, the last step I would say is optional. It's not one that I ever do. You could either do hand mitts um, or a paraffin dip, or even they make like sheet masks for your hands. So just one last final step. And in all honesty, you probably want to polish last, but I don't know. I just, I don't like to polish after I have put lotion on and all that. If you did your, uh, your top coat, your finishing top coat, then you shouldn't have to worry about damaging your nails. Make sure it's dry, of course. And as always, just you know, take some time for yourself this week. Just take a little moment or a long moment. Hell, do whatever you have time for, baby. And take care of your hands. <laughs> you want those nails looking pretty or handsome or what the fuck ever. And just remember, please don't forget that your desires, your dreams, and the things you want, they all still fucking matter. And more than that, Let's not forget that your needs fucking matter. So take care of yourself this week. Thank you so much for listening to Mommy Needs to Eat Too. If you would like some more content, please visit the Instagram page, Mommy Needs to Eat Too. That's Mommy Needs, the number two, E-A-T-T-O-O. And while you're at it, please share with your friends, share with your enemies, share with everyone you know. Please go on podchaser.com, look up Mommy Needs to Eat Too, leave me a rating, leave me a review. Feel free to slip into my DMs on Instagram and let me know what you think. Get on Facebook, let me know what you think. Leave me a comment. However you want to get a hold of me and let me know 
what you thought of this episode, please do so. And as I've said before, I want to hear what you think, whether good, bad, or indifferent, because this is for you. And it's for me too. This is kind of a form of therapy for me. But please, please do me a huge favor and let me know what you think. And get on that podchaser.com, search Mommy Needs to Eat Too, and leave me a review. It would greatly help me out, and I would really appreciate it. Uh, That's all for this week. Tune in next week, and we'll chat then. Love you all. Bye-bye.